Okay. Camajueto. Yeah. Oh, that thing looks fucking weird. Yeah, it's a sea unicorn, but... Hi, hello! Welcome to our mini-sode for Patagonia. There were so many really awesome monsters and cryptids in the Patagonian region, so we wanted to just give you a few more to chew on (laughs) this week. So the first one is this cryptid monster called the Camajueto, and it looks like... A sea unicorn with hooves. It is a freaky looking thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like a walrus and a bull and a unicorn combined. Yeah. So the <laughs> camajueto is also called the mapudungan. Mapudungan. Mapudungan, which translates to very bad or sea elephant. Depending on what you look what? at, um, and it's a cryptid reported from the Chilean island of oh of the same place you did. What's it called? Chiloé. Chiloé. It's described as a marine bovine with similarities to a unicorn. So it has the the horn on top of its head, and it's said to be the size of a yearling calf with a horse like head, topped by either one or two horns, sharp teeth, and strong claws. It's born in rivers. <laughs> but migrates to the sea when it reaches adulthood and becomes strong enough to destroy ships and eat humans. It also eats fish. (laughs) (laughs) And according to Ricardo E. Latcham, it neighs loudly, foams in the mouth, and can carry up to 12 men on its back. That's so fucking odd. Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of things that it look like, but it's believed that the Camahoito was a distorted version of an elephant seal that for some reason had a horn on its head. So, there you go, the Patagonian <laughs> sea unicorn. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think I'm going to do the uh, su- Sukarath. Oh it, yeah, do the Sukarath. Sukarath. <laughs> It's so creepy looking. Because <laughs> it plays into your ground sloth one. It does, yeah. Yeah, so it was a cryptid reported from southern Patagonia from the 15th century connected with living ground sloths, like those explicitly reported from Patagonia by some authors, including Caitlin. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Andre Thivet who first described the animal, wrote that Sioux, it's also called Sioux, S-U, means water in a Patagonian language. Um, So it also comes from a native language that means cloak and karath, which means skin. Mm. Yes. So it's considered a hideous figure at first sight. It seems to have the face of a lion or even that of a man, which I don't know, those things don't really look similar. Um, but uh, because from its ears grows a beard with hair that is not too long, its body narrows towards the rear, its front end is very large, and its tail is long and very hairy. And with it hides its pups that it places on its back. Oh, what a good mama. That's so cute. Um, this does not prevent it from running swiftly away. Um, so meaning that it can still fucking get you. <laughs> and it is <laughs> it's carnivorous and is hunted by the local natives holy shit who are interested in its fur because being of a cold climate they protect themselves from the weather with it oh the usual way of hunting them is to 
wow, this is really weird, is to dig a deep hole, which they cover with branches. The unwary beast falls into it with its brood. With the babies? It's brood. I guess that that's what that means, right? Mm-hmm. And seeing no way out, either out of generosity or anger, tears them apart with its claws so that they do not fall into the hands of men. Wow. Roaring at the same time to terrify its hunters, who, coming close to the mouth of the pit, pierce the beast with their arrows. Fuck. Jesus. Poor Sakurat. <laughs> that reminds me of Apocalypto. Have you seen that movie? No. <gasps> what? Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I feel like I keep referencing these movies and I'm like, have you seen it? And you're like, nope. <laughs> no. For some reason, I just didn't grow up watching a lot of TV or movies. I was just one of those kids that always was outside and shit. And so. Good for you. Yeah. That's probably what I should have done. Well, I've, I've begun to make up for it in my adulthood, Good. but it's slow going. So keep recommending them because I definitely have like gaps Good. to fill. Good. Apocalypto is an insane movie. I think it's based in South America, um, like in the Amazon rainforest, and it's fucking wild. It's super, super gory. But there is a scene where he gets stuck in, in a trap like that. Ooh, the main character that's so does. Scary. It's a it's a fucking wild. But there is a scene where you literally see um, a human sacrifice on top of like one of those Aztec pyramids. Oh, fuck. And it shows everything. Oh no. It's fucking crazy. Cool. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> it was also said to live near riverbanks. Fevet wrote that the Tehochi, mm-hmm. which I think is like the native yeah. um, tribe there, uh, wore the skins of the Sioux. And it was also known to stress its tender love towards its pups. So it was like very loving to its pups and probably was just like kind of chilling and then humans started to fuck with it yeah just leave them alone right and then (laughs) in the history of four-footed beasts and serpents um which is a book written in 1697 which is crazy um said that the sioux was cruel untamable violent ravening and bloody bloody i don't know i've never seen that word in my life i don't know if it's supposed to be bloody or what it looks like the British way, a British way of spelling bloody. Loudy. <laughs> Father Guevara, in 1764, described the Sakara's horrifying roars. Another author describes it taking its young to fields of flowers to play with and perfume them. Oh, what a cute little ending! Little Sakara's smelling like <laughs> flowers. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, it sounds like they were just kind of. Hanging out, yeah. and then they seemed very protective of their babies and did what they needed to, yeah, to keep their babies alive or kill them in a pit, so that humans couldn't do that to them. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Like, rather yeah, rather put them out of their misery than let humans torture them. Yeah, I was just gonna talk about the connection to the sloth. Oh yeah, totally go for forgot. it. <laughs> so oh, so that German dude. And then Florentino Amagino mm-hmm. and Bernard Huevelmans connected the Sakarath with giant ground sloths, which Dale A. Drennan notes are likely to have carried their youngs on their backs. Other possibilities include otters, jaguars, or a Patagonian species of giant anteater. Is that what that thing is? 
that you were talking about, like the scaly anteater? Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people mistook the Mylodon for a Suckerath and vice versa. They said that... Interesting. The reports kind of intermingle um, a lot of the time. I see. Yeah. Cool. Well, you got one more? Yeah, I've got one more. So, I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm going to do my best. I think it's called an Imish, which is Twelche for water tiger, was a cryptid reported from Argentine Patagonia, described as a ferocious and aggressive aquatic animal. So, like several water cryptids, it's been speculated to be a giant otter. Its connection with true long-fanged water tigers, such as the Yaguaru, is unclear and confused. And it also is in the saga of the Patagonian ground sloth with Amigino dubiously suggesting that the ground sloth might have been one of these. Um, so the Imish is larger than a puma, but with a wider body, shorter legs, and has a long, fat, prehensile tail, and is covered in short, stiff, bay-colored hair, which is like a reddish-brown oh. or brown. So the, it's similar isn't coloring. Like, wasn't that the... Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't that like the color of the hide that, that you were talking yes. about? Yes. Um, so its head is said to be short with large fangs and no rudimentary or external ears. And its paws are described as plantigrade with three web digits on the forepaws and four on the hind paws, each one armed with a formidable claw. Um, nocturnal and amphibious, it was allegedly greatly feared and was said to be powerful enough to seize horses with its claws and drag them into the water. So many monsters. You know what that sounds like? Yeah. You know what that sounds like? Our Utah. The fucking. Dude, our Utah monster. <laughs> the Bear Lake the monster. The Bear Lake monster. There we go. Our fucking Utah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think all of us knew what you meant. Thank Kayla. you. I got so excited, my brain couldn't even think of the words. <laughs> Your brain just farted. Yeah. It's okay. Well, maybe if they played him some music, he wouldn't be dragging horses into the water. <laughs> maybe that is the secret for all cryptids. Yeah. Cryptids know. just need some music. We all just need some music. You know, fucking same. Fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be killing a lot less horses if people just played some music for <laughs> me, personally. <laughs> I thought you stopped doing that. Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had a relapse recently. <laughs> you should have seen the blood. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All of this is a joke. I've never killed a horse. <laughs> Safe to <Yeah>. say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were like several spottings of Imsich. And one person who was said to spot it named Juana and her younger brother Conde. They were sent to retrieve a horse, which they tracked to a reed-choked lake where their dog became distressed. And I'm going to quote from them. Then I looked and saw the trail that was below us that had gotten into the pool and came out the other side. It was there that I saw something that was half red, half yellowish. Yellowish. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) It was there that I saw something that was half red, half yellowish, nearly the color of leather sole. The animal's fur was like hairs or feathers. They looked like hairs. We did not see its tail or head. We saw it's part of its torso. It was lying there sleeping in the sun. Juana and Conde quickly fled the scene. Juana later recalled that the trackway had passed over a dead cow, indicating that this animal was not carnivorous, so it didn't eat a cow that was already there. Or maybe it just didn't like that it was too old or something. I was about to say, or it's like not, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Brain. Work for me, please. Scavengers. Scavengers. I see, I see. 
So they're not scavengers. Um, they're not scavengers. Or they're vegetarians. Maybe. Vegetarians. They could be vegetarians. <laughs> so, yeah. Some days later, they heard a bellowing or roaring similar to that of a two-year-old calf emanating from the backwater of the Apuyan River. So Juana and another went to investigate and she saw the beast in the water with the fish boiling above it. Oh my god. I don't know. Maybe it can boil water? That doesn't make sense to me. But maybe it like was able to get a bunch of fish near it and they were jumping above a bunch in the water or something. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe like... You know, you know how like whales feed, and like the yeah. water moves a bunch with the krill and the fish and shit. Maybe that's what they saw. Yeah, Who like knows? surrounding it, so all the fish are splashing and freaking out. Right. <laughs> and then there were some zoologists who put together an expedition to search for the animal, but by the time they searched the local waterways, all evidence was gone, as was the alleged animal itself. Of course. And yeah, that's about it. Well. It's very interesting that, like, a lot of these different cryptids are interchangeable down there. Like, maybe it's just one. Right. With the sakarath. Such a good word. Yeah, who knows? This this drawing is honestly just so freaking cute. (laughs) With the babies on the back. It reminds me of the... It reminds me... I keep referencing things. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It reminds me of uh, my neighbor Totoro. Oh, I love Totoro. With the cat cat bus. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, what that looks like. Just a really creepy version of it. Yeah. Okay, well, do you want to do this last short little one? Sure. (laughs) So, the last one, they're called Pecaries. Yeah, right. sure. Pecaries, peccaries, I don't don't know. Peccaries. Okay. Pecaries. Sounds precarious. (laughs) Good one. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 I'm here all day. Okay, so according <laughs> according to the Jesuit father Strobel, in 1740, there was a taboo among the northern Tehuelches in the Pampas or Puelches. They do not eat pork. In asking one why, he answered that those animals had been at one time bad men that then became pigs. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is similar to a legend compiled by folklorist Bertha Kolsler, which mentions the creation of pigs as a punishment for some men. And additionally, that for this reason, their meat could not be eaten and that in summer, your flesh will be harmful because it is poisoned. The Tehuelche myth in northern Patagonia is evidently of Mapuche origin. So it means if you eat the pig, your flesh will be harmful. Yes, they thought that the pigs had been men that were bad that got turned into pigs. So if you eat those pigs, then in the summer, your flesh will become harmful because it's poisoned. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so so what turned these men into pigs? Karma, God, witches, <laughs> magic, the devil, whatever you want to so- call it. <laughs> So maybe my uh, warlocks of... Maybe your warlocks were turning Ch- people Ch- to... Chill away. Maybe... <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that. You know, it's a pretty classic thing for a witch to do, honestly. Yeah. yeah. There are quite a few people in our current government and <laughs> society that, <laughs> we're gonna go that there. could be well off 
being turned into pigs. I would prefer them as pigs than humans, a lot yeah, of them. So yeah, I'm not not wishing death on anyone, but pigs pigs is fair. Pigs is fair. Pigs is fair. <laughs> um <laughs> well that's our mini sode. I hope you, you liked guys, it. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't like it. Too fucking bad. <laughs> we're still we're still doing it. Make sure to rate and subscribe us. Give us five stars if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine. Yes. It would be so nice. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. We would truly appreciate it. Join us in a week for episode five. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I guess we should sign off. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you liked our mini-sode. We'll see you guys next week for the Northern United States. Yeah. It's going to be great. Okay. I'm really excited about it. All right. Okay, bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>